Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode of Living Loud Outdoors. On the mic with you, we are rocking on through this week. We're uh, about to head downhill towards the weekend. Tomorrow is Friday. Hope you're looking forward to it. A little cool here in Oklahoma today and a little breezy and a little bit overcast. Just kind of had that wintry kind of feeling, you know. And I know, I know that many of you are doing the Christmas thing. And yes, so are we. It's December 1, so I'll grant that a little bit more now. Uh, but Rhonda's been busy decorating our house, and we went digging around, finding Christmas stuff, and we're changing this and changing that. But it, it's it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas here in the Holzer Casa. So I want to share something with you tonight. I've You know, the messages that I've been bringing um, been pretty heavy lately. It just seems like God just continues to pour things on me about where we are as a society today and about where we are spiritually in a spiritual society as as, as believers, followers of, of Christ. And again, I, I don't even like to use the word Christian anymore because we've so uh, watered down that label. I, I don't want to be known as a Christian. I want to be known as a follower of Christ. I, I want to replicate uh, his life as best I can throughout my life. Uh, that that just seems to be uh, the the premise of where I want to be, and I hope it is where you want to be as well. Tonight, I want to share with you a message that's literally titled "Whose Kingdom Are We Building?" And we hear that quite frequently. We you know I've used the term loosely over my lifetime when we talk about um, leaders, uh, spiritual leaders, and things of building their own kingdom rather than God's. And it's a dangerous place to be for certain. But I want to share with you tonight, whose kingdom are we building? And, and and what are we doing to further the future? Now, you've likely seen the word legacy. A lot of times we see the word legacy attached to sports, to athletes, maybe to business owners, maybe even employees or volunteers, mentors, coaches, friends, and 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 we and even more because it's all about passing down the DNA of greatness, right? These principles apply to all of us in the body of Christ too. Legacy involves our impact on others. It's the spiritual DNA that we pass on to other people. The question that each of us must ask is what kind of a legacy am I leaving? That that's a that's a heavy question, and I want you to really contemplate that tonight as you listen to to me speak. What kind of legacy are you leaving for those behind you? See, every human being is an image bearer. Now we're we're made in God's image. We're made in His likeness, which means that every person is like God in ways that other created beings are not. Now, it's not necessarily in looks. We, we have to go past that. It's when we talk about being made in God's image, we're made in an image of his moral character. That's where he created us. We're each uniquely different. Some are more unique than others, but we're, we're made in the moral character image of God. And, and, and we're, no other being has the same type of creation that we have. We have souls and the capacity for reason, uh, capacity for relationships. We are creative and industrious like God is. Now, Adam left the garden, but every kingdom has the same commission as Adam, to fill the world with people who know and love God, 
to be about the work of passing on the spiritual inheritance of a comprehensive theistic worldview. Now, there's two predominant grids that operate on this earth, humanism and theism. Humanism focuses what mankind wants, uh, maybe what mankind thinks and determines. Functioning according to humanism is like putting on sunglasses filtered to reveal the ego's worldview. It's entitlement. It's selfishness. That's what humanism actually is. It's all about me. It's all about what I want. It's all about what you owe me. Conversely, theism filters everything through the lens of God's divine perspective, his will. And we've recently learned that that word will, as referring to God's will, is God's want, what he wants, what he chooses. So theism filters everything through God's lens of his will. As followers of Christ, we are created and called to transfer a theistic viewpoint to those within our spheres of influence. In this way, we pass on the DNA of the covenant infused in the creation uh, and in the mandate found in Genesis 1.28, where it says, And God blessed them, granting them certain authority, and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. And subjugate it, putting it under your power and rule over or dominate the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. Adam wasn't commissioned to fill the earth with an accumulation of accolades. He wasn't commissioned to fill the earth with an accumulation of achievements or, or even material wealth. God called Adam to fill the earth with his image, his moral likeness. A divine inheritance isn't about houses. It's not about clothes or cars or fame or money. Divine inheritance starts with the transfer of our faith. It doesn't matter how much money a man has if he does not have the foundation of solid faith. Money won't get you anywhere. We, we see this constantly. Without biblical values, it will come crashing down when the storms of life roll in. You know, sadly, one of the highest uh, rates of suicide is among the wealthy. So apparently money can't buy you the happiness that you're looking for. It can't buy you the worth or the value that you that God could place upon you. Many of us know that we ought to be to living passionately for God's kingdom, but we're not clear on what this means. Well, thankfully, when Christ came to fulfill the commandments, he gave us one summary commandment in place of all of them in Matthew 22, 35 through 40. In verse 35, it says, one of them, a lawyer, an expert on Mosaic law, asked Jesus a question to test him. He said, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, Jesus replied to him this, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Verse 39 says, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, you'll love your neighbor unselfishly and seek the best or higher good for all others. The whole law and the writings of the prophets depend on these two commandments. So, so here they tried to trip him up. They tried to, to, to get him, they tried to catch him, right? They tried to get him off guard in asking him, what are the greatest commandments in the law? Because the law of God that was laid down, there was 10 commandments that were given, the main commandments, and man kind of manipulated all those. But the, this, these two, you, you can't manipulate 
the two that Jesus said are the greatest. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength. That's everything. We based a ministry off of that very scripture in Mark chapter 12, verse 30. And when we titled the, the subtitle of that ministry was sold out. Because if you love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, there's absolutely nothing left of you. So you're loving him completely. You're loving him with his all. And that we're to love our neighbor the same way we love ourselves. Whew. Think about that for a little bit. This is, this is the greatest commandments of all, to love. Why is that? Because God is love. This is, this is what it means to follow God. We need to love like Jesus loved others. We need to see what he saw and love on all that we encounter. There are a lot of people out there that don't really feel all that lovable, right? We, we, we encounter people in our path of life that kind of hard for us to love on, at least from our human perspective, from our humanism. But we've got to come at it with a theistic view. That simply being that we've got to come at it with God's perspective, his will for all things. Furthering the future means obeying his commandment and training others to do the same. That, that, that's ultimately the call of our life. We're to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. And in doing so, teach them to do the same. We're to love all people. And that may mean in the process of love, I mean, you know, everyone likes to use that one too. Oh, well, you know, God's a God of love. He wouldn't send nobody to hell. Now he won't send anybody to hell, but he'll allow you to escort yourself there. God doesn't send us to hell. We choose that. His will is that all would be with him in, 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 in his kingdom. But in order to do that, we have to follow him. We have to love with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength. And if we did that, if we truly loved as he loved, sin in our life wouldn't be as big an issue as it is today. We allow our humanism, our humanistic viewpoints, our selfishness, our entitlements, this you owe me to come in our way. And, and it blocks off that, that flow of love that comes from the Father. We're created in his moral character. God's, God's moral character is perfect. We're created in that. But, but because we're created in human and, and he gave us the choice, then we must choose to be as he is. He, he tells us to, to be holy because he is holy. Now, is that, is that something we can just snap our fingers and say, oh, well, you know, from here on out, I'm just going to be holy. Well, that would be awesome. But unfortunately, we live in a fallen world that makes that very difficult. So it's a continuation. It's like I talked about in a recent podcast, maybe yesterday's. I don't know. They kind of all blend together now. Where, where I was uh, talking about the, the, um, the, the, we're being set apart. That, you know, that, that it's, a, it's a continual process uh, that, that we're, we're, fi we're finding our way through life in a process. It, it's not something that happens uh, immediately or instantaneously. It's literally allowing God to move in our lives on a continual basis and change us over time. As we grow maturity in spiritual things, then, then we get closer to God day in and day out. That spiritual maturity literally being becoming more like him in the way he created us in his moral character. Man, I hope this makes sense to you. I hope you're, you're catching Whose kingdom are we building today? Are we building our kingdom? 
Are we building things about what we want in life, what we want out of life? I think it's time that we stop and take a better look at things. You know, trying to better our life is, is there's nothing wrong with trying to be better in life. But as we grow better with our own life, should we not reach out to help someone else become better with theirs? There's the principle coming into play. This is what he's called us to do. He's called us to seek out that which is lost so that it may be found. He's called us to live like he lived, to love like he loves. It's what he's, it's, it's, it's literally building his kingdom. That's our goal. That's our principle on this earth. Amen. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for following along. I, I pray that these words are challenging you. Uh, you know, I call them shin kickers. I call them toe stompers, whatever, but they challenge me the same. I, I'm not casting stones at anyone saying you need to become like me. Ah, it's not like Paul said, man, I'm, I'm the worst. I'm the worst of all. I'm, I'm the least of those who are, who are worthy of any of this. God has chosen me to be a mouthpiece. I've got a big mouth. I've got a lot of air. I can share a lot of things, but I'm, I'm sharing his word. And, and, and in doing so, I have to, I have to eat this word too. I, I have to apply it to my own life. And sometimes that's hard. There's some things that I have written over here that I haven't been able to share with you yet because I'm still trying to process it. I'm still trying to figure it out in my own life, and then I can share it with you. And then there's important factors involved in all of this. But what I'm asking you to do today is, is question in your own heart, whose kingdom are you building? Are you building God's kingdom? Or are you still following this humanism? So we, we can't do that. We have to be theistic. We, we have to follow the theism route, which is his will, not ours. Jesus did in everything that he did. He did his father's will. He was about his father's business. We should be too. And, and if we are, he takes care of us. I've seen that firsthand. You'll never be able to take that away from me. I've seen God's hand move in my life while I do everything in my power to, to move his kingdom forward on this earth. He, he takes care of me. He will you too. Amen. Rhonda and I love you. We're praying for you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayer. Please continue to give. Please continue uh, to pray over us. We're coming to the close of a, of a year. Uh, if, if you're looking for a place to invest as a, a, a tax write-off, uh, we're a 501c3. Support us financially if you can. Yeah, more than anything, pray over us. Pray that God continues to use us to be that light shining in the darkness. Amen. Follow us. Walk with us. Journey with us. Pray with us. We're praying for you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.